Friday of the fourth week of Easter. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Sing praise to our Creator, O sons of Adam's race, God's children by adoption, baptized into His grace. Praise the Holy Trinity, undivided unity, Holy God, mighty God, God immortal, be adored. To Jesus Christ give glory, God's co-eternal Son. As members of his body, we live in him as one. Praise the Holy Trinity, undivided unity. Holy God, mighty God, God immortal, be adored. Now praise the Holy Spirit poured forth upon the earth, who sanctifies and guides us confirmed in our rebirth. Praise the Holy Trinity, undivided unity. Holy God, mighty God, God immortal, be adored. Our fathers have told us of the Lord's power. They have recounted for us his marvelous deeds. Alleluia. Give heed, my people, to my teaching. Turn your ear to the word of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable and reveal hidden lessons of the past. The things we have heard and understood, the things our fathers have told us, these we will not hide from their children, but will tell them to the next generation. The glories of the Lord and his might and the marvelous deeds he has done the witness he gave to Jacob, the law he established in Israel. He gave a command to our fathers to make it known to their children that the next generation might know it, the children yet to be born. They too should arise and tell their sons that they too shall set their hope in God and never forget God's deeds, but keep every one of his commands, so that they might not be like their fathers, a defiant and rebellious race, a race whose heart was fickle, whose spirit was unfaithful to God. The sons of Ephraim, armed with the bow, turned back in the day of the battle. They failed to keep God's covenant and would not walk according to his law. They forgot the things he had done, the marvelous deeds he had shown them. He did wonders in the sight of their fathers, in Egypt, in the plains of Zoan. He divided the sea and led them through, and made the waters stand up like a wall. By day he led them with a cloud, by night with a light of fire. He split the rocks in the desert. He gave them plentiful drink as from the deep. He made streams flow out of from the rock and made waters run down like rivers. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Our fathers have told us of the Lord's power. They have recounted for us his marvelous deeds. Alleluia. The children of Israel ate the manna and drank from the spiritual rock which followed after them. Alleluia. Yet still they sinned against him. They defied the Most High in the desert. In their heart they put God to the test by demanding the food they craved. They even spoke against God. They said, Is it possible for God to prepare a table in the desert? It was he who struck the rock. Water flowed and swept down in torrents. But can he also give us bread? Can he provide meat for his people? When he heard this, the Lord was angry. A fire was kindled against Jacob. His anger rose against Israel for having no faith in God, for refusing to trust in his help. Yet he commanded the clouds above and opened the gates of heaven. He rained down manna for their food and gave them bread from heaven. Mere men ate the bread of angels. He sent them abundance of food. He made the east wind blow from heaven and roused the south wind by his might. He rained food on them like dust. Winged fowl like the sands of the sea, he let it fall in the midst of their camp and all around their tents.
So they ate and had their fill, for he gave them all they craved. But before they had sated their craving, while the food was still in their mouths, God's anger rose against them. He slew the strongest among them, struck down the flower of Israel. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. The children of Israel ate manna and drank from the spiritual rock which followed after them. Alleluia. They remembered that God was their helper and redeemer. Alleluia. Despite this, they went on sinning. They had no faith in his wonders. So he ended their days like a breath and their years in sudden ruin. When he slew them, then they would seek him, return and seek him in earnest. They would remember that God was their rock, God the Most High, their Redeemer. But the words they spoke were mere flattery. They lied to him with their lips, for their hearts were not truly with him. They were not faithful to his covenant. Yet he who is full of compassion forgave their sin and spared them. So often he held back his anger when he might have stirred up his rage. He remembered that they were only men, a breath that passes never to return. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Lord Jesus Christ, Shepherd of your Church, in order to strengthen our faith and lead us to the kingdom, you renewed and far surpassed the marvels of the old law. Through the uncertainties of this earthly journey, lead us home to the everlasting pastures. They remembered that God was their helper and redeemer. Alleluia. Christ Jesus, you have risen from the dead. Alleluia. Let the heavens and the earth rejoice. Alleluia. A reading from the book of Revelation. I, John, watched, and one of the seven angels who were holding the seven bowls came to me and said, Come, I will show you the judgment in store for the great harlot who sits by the waters of the deep. The kings of the earth have committed fornication with her, and the earth's inhabitants have grown drunk on the wine of her lewdness. The angel then carried me away in spirit to a desolate place, where I saw a woman seated on a scarlet beast, which was covered with blasphemous names. This beast had seven heads and ten horns. The woman was dressed in purple and scarlet, and adorned with gold and pearls and other jewels. In her hand she held a gold cup that was filled with the abominable and sordid deeds of her lewdness. On her forehead was written a symbolic name, Babylon the Great, mother of harlots, and all the world's abominations. I saw that the woman was drunk with the blood of God's holy ones, and the blood of those martyred for their faith in Jesus. When I saw her, I was greatly astonished. The angel said to me, Why are you so taken aback? I I will explain to you the symbolism of the woman and of the seven-headed and ten-horned beast carrying her. The beast you saw existed once, but now exists no longer. It will come up from the abyss once more before going to final ruin. All the men of the earth whose names have not been written in the book of the living from the creation of the world shall be amazed when they see the beast, for it existed once and now exists no longer, and yet it will exist again. Here is the clue for the one who possesses wisdom. The seven heads are the seven hills on which the woman sits enthroned. They are also seven kings. Five have already fallen, one lives now, and the last has not yet come. But when he does come, he will remain only a short while. The beast which existed once but now exists no longer, even though it is an eighth king, is really one of the seven, and is on its way to ruin. The ten horns you saw represent ten kings, 
who have not yet been crowned. They will possess royal authority along with the beast, but only for an hour. Then they will come to an agreement and bestow their power and authority on the beast. They will fight against the Lamb, but the Lamb will conquer them, for he is the Lord of lords and the King of kings. Victorious, too, will be his followers, the ones who were called the chosen and the faithful. The angel then said to me, The waters on which you saw the harlot enthroned are large numbers of peoples and nations and tongues. The ten horns you saw on the beast will turn against the harlot with hatred. They will strip off her finery and leave her naked. They will devour her flesh and set her on fire. For God has put it into their minds to carry out his plan by making them agree to bestow their sovereignty on the beast until his will is accomplished. The woman you saw is the great city which has sovereignty over the kings of the earth. The rulers of the earth will wage war against the Lamb, but the Lamb will be victorious over them. For he is the Lord of lords and the King of kings. Alleluia. He was given a crown, and like a conqueror, he rode forth to win still further victories. For he is the Lord of lords and the King of kings. Alleluia. A reading from the from a letter to the Corinthians by St. Clement, Pope. Beloved, Jesus Christ is our salvation. He is the high priest through whom we present our offerings and the helper who supports us in our weakness. Through him, our gaze penetrates the heights of heaven and we see, as in a mirror, the most holy face of God. Through Christ, the eyes of our hearts are opened and our weak and clouded understanding reaches up toward the light. Through him, the Lord God willed that we should taste eternal knowledge, for Christ is the radiance of God's glory and as much greater than the angels as the name God has given him is superior to theirs. So then, my brothers, let us do battle with all our might under his unerring command. Think of the men serving under our military commanders. How well disciplined they are! How readily and submissively they carry out orders! Not everyone be, can be a prefect, a tribune, a centurion, or a captain of fifty, but each man in his own rank executes the orders of the emperor and the officers in command. The great cannot exist without those of humble condition, nor can those of humble condition exist without the great. Always it is the harmonious working together of its various parts that ensures the well-being of the whole. Take our own body as an example. The head is helpless without the feet, and the feet can do nothing without the head. Even our least important members are useful and necessary to the whole body, and all work together for its well-being in harmonious subordination. Let us then preserve the unity of the body that we might form in Jesus Christ, and let everyone give his neighbor the deference to which his particular gifts entitle him. Let the strong care for the weak, and the weak respect the strong, Let the wealthy assist the poor, and the poor man thank God for giving him someone to supply his needs. The wise man should show his wisdom not by his eloquence, but by good works. The humble man should not proclaim his own humility, but leave others to do so. Nor must the man who preserves his chastity ever boast of it, but recognize that the ability to control his desires has been given him by another. Think, my brothers, of how we first came into being of what we were at that first moment of our existence. Think of the dark tomb out of which our Creator brought us into His world, where He had His gifts prepared for us even before we were born. All this we owe to Him, and for everything we must give Him thanks, 
To him be glory forever and ever. Amen. Christ is the head of the body, the church, and is the first to be born from the dead. In him you were raised to life by faith in the power of God, who raised him from the dead. Alleluia. In Christ the fullness of divinity dwells in bodily form, and in him you will find your own fulfillment. You are buried with him in baptism. In him you were raised to life by faith in the power of God, who raised him from the dead. Alleluia. Let us pray. Father of our freedom and salvation, hear the prayers of those redeemed by your Son's suffering. Through you may we have life, and with you may we have eternal joy. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Let us praise the Lord and give him thanks.